All right, so just to keep you up to date with what's going on, the Pride Parade's being planned right now. They're submitting applications for people that want to have floats in the parade. And, you know, just trying to get everything sorted out and organized, the Toronto Police Services decided that after last year when they were banned from having a float, they try again this year, put in their application. The LGBT community um, sent out an, an open uh, letter to the police and said, you know what, we'd like you to skip this year. We're just, it's too, too, right now, things are too tense. And so the Chief Saunders uh, decided to take that into consideration and said, you know what, it would have been nice to be involved. Thank you very much, but we're going to pull out. Mike McCormick, who works for the Toronto Police Services Union, he's the president, said, eh, I don't know. I don't know that we should have caved like that without, uh, you know, a bunch of reasons and knowing everything, uh, all the reasons why they didn't want us involved. Do you need to know all the reasons why? I think the long and the short is we got a Hatfield and McCoy situation here. Is it warranted, though? Doug Elliott is a friend of the show, lawyer and LGBT activist. And, Doug, I thought you were the person that we needed to get on to talk about this because you are the voice of sanity to me. <laughs> Thank you, Kelly. Um, now, you were not in support of the uh, Pride's decision last year to ban the police floats from the parade. So where That's do you right. sit on the issue now? Well, I was very glad to see that Pride took a different tack this year. If you read the statement, they did not say they were banning the police. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was a very uh, reasoned, sensible position. And they said, look, uh, uh, we would like you to withdraw your application. We'd like to have a discussion and an engagement with you about how we move forward. But given everything that's happened around the uh, alleged serial killer this year, we're just in a too sensitive a point in our relationship to welcome you back into the parade. It's just not the right moment and it's not the right type of participation. And they pointed out there's lots of ways to participate in Pride with short of marching in the parade. Now, you are part of a group calling for a third party inquiry into the police handling of uh, what happened in the village with the the killings of three men, allegedly by Bruce MacArthur. How strained is the relationship between the LGBT community now and the Toronto Police Services? If you were to, you know, on a scale of one to ten. Ten. Wow. Uh, it, it's really bad. Uh, people are really unhappy about the uh, MacArthur investigation. They're very unhappy about the statements that were made by the chief last year. They're happy with what's going on now. Like they, they seem to be putting lots of resources into it. But, you know, we're not talking about some esoteric issues here. We're talking about the police obligation to protect our lives. And uh, that's pretty fundamental. And mm-hmm. I think we have a lot of questions that we want oh, to be no. answered. And, uh, you know, until those questions are answered, I think we're going to have to figure out a different way of doing things. Like last year, I was at the uh, at the chief's reception, you know, and there were balloons and soft drinks and, you know, it was a lot of fun. The reception for the LGBT community? Right, at police headquarters okay. last year. And Nothing like balloons and soft drinks to ease tension. Yeah, well... How about you know, scotch? I don't, I don't think... Yeah, I would have been down for the scotch. <laughs> but I, I really think this year they've got to do something different. Yeah, what do you know? they do? Well, I think one of the things that they need to do is honor the memory of the of the men who died. You know, there were seven men who died, and I think we need to do something about that. I think we also need to figure out how the community and the police can avoid a repeat of this situation. You know, and I think some meaningful discussion about how things might be done differently in future 
would be very useful. And that might be painful for the police, mm. you know. It might be painful for our community, too, um, about, you know, maybe there's things that we need to do differently as well. But uh, I think that uh, it would be useful to have some community engagement around these issues because, uh, you know, gay people don't just self-combust. They don't vanish into the thin air for no reason. Um, And there's some troubling questions here about why all of these missing men Mm -hmm. went missing. And the police didn't seem to be able to put the pieces together. And maybe it's because people didn't feel comfortable reporting to them. Um, And we need to figure out better ways to do that. Maybe it's because there was some bias, you know, that these were, you know, when one of the guys was a sex trade worker, maybe the police didn't think he was worth. Not worthy of the uh, same service as the rest of the community. Well, you know, I look at what happened in the Paul Bernardo case, you know, and when young white schoolgirls went missing, didn't take long for them to figure out that something was terribly wrong and to find him. But in this case, it seems like a great many middle-aged gay and bisexual men went missing over a period of at least eight years. And somehow the police didn't seem to be able to put the pieces together. I want to I want to stop there for a sec, if I could, because I only have like a minute or so with you here. And I want to get to this. All the dialogue that happened through open letters, you know, addressing the pride parade and them pulling out the cops, kind of uninviting themselves. How do you turn this into a face to face dialogue that actually begins to, you know, heal the relationship? Well, this is one of the places where I do have to fault the chief. I understand there was face-to-face dialogue going on behind the scenes, and then Mm. the chief decided to make it public that he was applying to march on the parade. Um, And I know people in my community were unhappy about that because, you know, they did want to move things ahead from last year. Um, And I hope we'll get back to a good place again where we can have some off-the-record, behind-the-scenes discussions with some of the sensible people in our community. And some of those people are people who signed that letter. Uh, But the chief really has to uh, listen and he's got to engage. And I think the mayor has an important role to play here because he's very respected by our community. And he also, I think, uh, has been a big supporter of the chief. So I'm hoping that he can help bridge the gap. Well, Doug, I think you should be involved in those talks, not to give you more work, but uh, you talk sense and you you speak well, and I think you're easy to understand here. Doug, thank you so much for being on the show again. I appreciate it. Okay, Kelly, take care. All right, cheers. That's Doug Elliott, uh, lawyer and LGBT activist.